0: Well, a very, very good Friday, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live on this uh, snow-covered February 18th. I'm Jim.
1: And this is Cheryl. How are you?
0: And we're happy to be here. It's been a couple of weeks. We were off last week, but back now to the joy of February and all that and, it brings.
1: And all that Lent holds <laughs> ah, in Lent. store for us. That's
0: right, Lent. We can't forget yes. about Lent. May we'll you talk have
1: about a that. miserable Lent. Well, Lent. Because if it's <laughs> joyful... Probably not doing something right,
0: huh? Yeah, well, you could be joyful in your in your mortification. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> sure,
0: you can be, be joyful in that sacrifice. That's the whole point: is to be to show that we can do this. So then that we—that's
1: right. Given up,
0: we've given up our Friday pizza. What are we going to do? <laughs>
1: I know. I know. We will. We will joyfully eat tuna.
0: Mm, yeah, we did.
1: <laughs> anyway, we're happy you're here,
0: friends. Uh, and if you are listening live at four oh one Eastern time on one of our Domestic Church Media Radio Stations. We welcome you also coming to you live on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia.org. Also live video on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. And uh what did I say? youtube.com slash domestic not a org. Just go to youtube.com slash live video there. Uh, if you have the Amazon or Google Home device, you can just say play Domestic Church Media anywhere in the world. We're coming to you that way, uh, streaming audio on our website, all kinds of ways and more to come. We'll talk about that later on this year, to, uh, some exciting news. But coming up this hour, uh, we have a very good friend, our dear friend, uh, Deacon Anthony C.O. from the Diocese of Camden. will be here to talk about his senior spirituality uh, we're also going to play "Name That Catholic Tune" this hour, so you can win a fabulous prize. And then uh, next hour, uh, our gospel. By the way, St. Mark's gospels are very short,
1: aren't they? And usually in Lent, you know, yeah, you, no. it's very very long couple Saint pages. Mark. I mean,
0: but but you know, full with what we need to hear. But uh, shorter than all the other but gospels. But just
1: brief and to the point. Yeah.
0: And our friend Father John Butler, who's the pastor of St. Michael's over in a, a Long Branch, is going to be giving our reflection today. And then later next hour. Uh, Another wonderful friend of ours, Susan DeSony, will be joining us. She has a brand new book called Praying with Jesus and Faustina During Lent and Times of Suffering. Mm. So Susan will be here to join us. First, though, my friends, we're going to start with prayer. And as always, we invite you to join us in prayer. We've been praying and will be praying this beautiful prayer of consecration to the Holy Family, consecrating our families to the Holy Family of Nazareth. And uh, we ask you to offer up your special intentions as well. And then we'll pray our prayers to St. Michael and the uh, Subtum Presidium prayer. So we'll begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: O Lord Jesus, you lived in the home of Mary and Joseph in Nazareth. There you grew in age, wisdom, and grace as you prepared to fulfill your mission as our Redeemer. We entrust entrust our our family
0: family to you. you. O Blessed Mother, you are the mother of our Savior. At Nazareth, you cared for Jesus and nurtured him in the peace and joy of your home. We We entrust entrust our our family family to you. you.
1: O St. Joseph, you provided a secure and loving home for Jesus and Mary and gave us a model of fatherhood while showing us the dignity of work. We We entrust entrust our our family
0: family to you. you. Holy Family, we consecrate ourselves and our family to you. May we be completely united in a love that is lasting, faithful, and open to the gift of new life. Help us to grow in virtue, to forgive one another from our hearts, and to live in peace all our days.
1: Keep us strong in faith, persevering in prayer, diligent in our work, and generous toward those in need. May our home, O Holy Family, truly become a domestic church where we reflect your example in our daily life. Amen. Jesus, Mary, Mary and Joseph,
0: Joseph pray pray for for us. us. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael and also the beautiful ancient prayer to Our Lady, Our Holy Father, uh, over, oh my goodness, over two years ago, asked us to pray, not just we here, but the entire church, to pray these prayers every day uh, to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And we also add to that to protect our country. And let's also add to protect our families from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be, be our protection, protection against, against the, wickedness the wickedness and snares of the, of the devil. devil. May, May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. Humbly pray. And, and do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, God cast into, into hell Satan and all, all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. souls. Amen. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy, o Holy Mother, Mother of God. God do do not, not despise our, our petitions and in our, our necessities. But deliver deliver us always always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed blessed Virgin. Virgin. Amen. Amen. And we do pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray Pray for for us. us. St. Pope John Paul II,
2: pray pray for us. us.
0: Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray pray for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. And again, we thank you, friends, for being with us on this February 18th. Hoping you fared well. In the snow, and know, well, we're on the roads. The roads aren't bad.
1: And now that those that were plowed, some couple of those side streets got a little bit creative mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> with lumps here and there. But um, the main roads are really, really fine. I so. didn't hear
0: totals. I mean, I... We know our snow is about our home is kind of piled up high, but that's where yeah. they shoveled and plowed and things.
1: But I think it really varied anywhere from two inches to even eight or ten as you get up north, northern New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And somehow by the airport, I don't know what it is, that airstream, they only get just a smidgen of snow. They're lucky to get a coating or an inch, maybe even two. But even by us, you know, we're only an hour, a half hour from Philadelphia Airport. Right. But there was such a huge difference.
0: Right. Right, and
1: uh, but it uh, was nice to have a snow day, and yeah, couldn yeah. I
0: had I was all set to do my program from home yesterday. I had the remote equipment at home with me, and I had a technical issue, couldn't do it, so I had a th- real quick throw to repeat on. I hate doing that, but uh, yeah, I had every good intention of coming to you live yesterday from the bunker <laughs> and it's it's
1: possible they were out shoveling yeah, too. So. true,
0: so anyway, we're here now live, and we are thanking you for being here. If you have any comments or questions you'd like to ask or have, be kind, uh, you can text us. We have. Uh, we, can, we can go back and forth here on text if you like, uh, 609-493-8255. That's our texting number. You can text us right here in the studio, 609-493-8255, and we'll do the best we can to communicate. And if you do comment on Facebook or YouTube 't have I don't have access to that so I can't respond. I can respond later on tonight when I go through them. If you want to do that, that's fine. but
1: I'm curious. I, I wonder if people have a favorite Lenten devotion. Uh, you know, is it stations of the cross that really moves you and, and you feel like you're doing more than whether it's you know your weekly mass or daily mass or what's that next step for you that really speaks of Lent? It like, speaks to your heart okay
0: like yeah. anything you would have in particular
1: well like the other night you were saying you you were gonna go do some reading and I know you you did a, a couple of books while we were away really enjoyed the like spiritual reading yeah and myself I would I'm reading now uh, the life of of Mother Angelica, I read it before, the book's been out for a while, but I'm reading it again, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, I might just put my feet up at the end of the day after work and all my chores are done, and then just kind of scroll through nonsensical Facebook, time-wasting that's Facebook. Wasting time, yeah. I thought, I'm not, I'm putting my phone away, and uh, I'm going to read, or... Um, I wonder
0: how many people gave up Facebook for Lent. That's right. been that's been a suggestion for people to do, you know, to give yes, up, give up Facebook for Lent.
1: Yeah, because there is that tendency then to just hop on somebody's train, whether they're being a little bit critical or, um, you know, you, you just find that you might think and say things that you ordinarily would not face to face. Right. And, but th- I'm talking about myself and, and maybe others have the same way, whether it's gossip or, like I said, criticizing or you get caught on to the all the political stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just removing myself from all of that. And like I said, I started reading my Mother Angelica book and other things. Of course, I'm at church a little bit more. There's a lot of things at church. I'm wondering, too, uh, we could remind everyone to let us know if your church is having, whether it's a parish mission, Mm -hmm. a a Lenten penance service. People are starting to hold things and have things. We're just moving on here with all due caution and such but it's it's just been long enough to have the lockdown and have nothing happening so i do see our church started their bible studies some virtual you can but a lot of people are still coming in they have a huge classroom everybody can social distance but they are holding events we're going to have a five night parish mission we're going to have a special mass on march Mm nineteenth for the feast of saint joseph as the pope proclaimed this coming year dedicated St. Joseph. So what is your parish doing? And let's get it out over the air. Yeah, go to the are... bulletin
0: board and do put that on there. We'll talk, we'll give it the address for that. But if you have any other comments for, for texting, 609-493-8255 is the number to text. Good. All right, take a break. And coming back with Deacon Anthony. So stay where you are, my friends. More to come. Right back. Hello. yeah Of the night. Well, it sounds like applause for our next guest. I think more than the, the song. Oh, <laughs> I believe so. Welcome, yes, our wonderful friend, Deacon Anthony Sio Welcome, Deacon.
3: Well, thank you so very much, <laughs> and thank you for all that applause. There you go. Yes,
1: we we have a live audience <laughs> in the studio today, and I said it's Deacon Anthony next, and they all started applauding. There you go. <laughs>
3: Uh, if only it were true. <laughs> no, you're well-loved,
0: Deacon, We uh, by uh, everybody that listens. And, of course, we love you because you're always such a, a joy to have on with us.
3: Yes. Well, thank you. That's very, very kind of you. I'm always so happy to be here. And I'll tell you what I'd like to talk about today, if it's okay. I would like to speak about Lent. What do you think?
0: Oh, oh, oh gee, I don't and know why, but sure, go ahead. Perfect timing, <laughs> I see.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I, I tell you, I, I absolutely love Lent. I mean, I, I really do. For me, it's an interesting time. It's like the spring cleaning of our lives. I guess mm. that's what I think about it. So I try to kind of sweep out the cobwebs and, and clean up and, and kind of you know, change and move on. And one of the things that, that kind of strikes me when I think about Lent is I think about old traditions. Um, you know, when I was a kid growing up, um, we lent it on cake, candy, and ice cream. That was kind of the tradition, right. cake, yes. candy, and ice cream. Yes. And you know, as it started to get a little bit older, you started to look at things like, what can you add? What do you want to do additionally for Lent? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as, as I pass on to, to that next stage, you really start to think very, very deeply and seriously about change, um, the changes that you can still make in your life. So I love to think about those old traditions, but I've got to tell you a story about something that happened to me. And this is a true story, and I'm going to share the story with you. It's an embarrassing one, but you know what? If I can't embarrass myself with your audience, <laughs> who can I embarrass That's myself right. With? So this is a true story. It happened a few years ago. I actually was an uh, associate Uh, chaplain at one of the large uh, hospitals in South Jersey, in the Diocese of Camden. And it was um, uh, Ash Wednesday, and I had gotten ashes in the morning. And for those of you who know me, because I don't have any hair, when they put ashes on my head, it's like a canvas. You know, there's (laughs) just this big space to be able to work with. So I had this large amount of ashes on my head, and I went to the hospital, and I was visiting people and so forth. And then at one point, um, someone stopped me in the hallway and said, what's that dirt on your head?
1: (laughs) Oh, my. Now,
3: I've got to tell you, though, it gave me this great opportunity to explain an important part of my faith. Yes. So I went on to explain that in the old biblical times, people recognized their sinfulness. They decided to change their ways. It is ashes to symbolize their repentance. They might dress in sackcloth and sit in ashes or cover their heads with ashes. It was a public display to others that they recognized their failures, were repenting of their sins, and were going to make a change. I went on to explain that ashes on our forehead is our public display as Catholics. We acknowledge that we're sinners. We want to change our lives. We're going to leave sin behind. We're going to go closer to our Lord. We want to change of heart. It's a reminder that we're dust, and unto dust we return. We have this one life to live, and in this life we should try our best to really follow the will of the Lord and be the best that we can be. Now, I have to tell you, after I did that, I really felt proud of myself. Yes. Because this outward display of ashes on my forehead I gave me this opportunity to talk to someone about Christ. However, God has a way of smacking me in the back of my head when I get a little too full of myself. hmm So much to my embarrassment, here's what happened next. (laughs) I went to the hospital cafeteria. I liked the food there. The staff was good. I learned about their famines. I went over. I grabbed a bagel. I toasted it. I put some cream cheese on the bagel. Then I went over to the steam table and stood over this large tray of bacon. (laughs) You know where the story's going, (laughs) right? Oh, (laughs) boy. I look down, and I meticulously choose three or four strips of perfectly cooked bacon the way I like it. Like <laughs> I, I put them on top of my bagel. I made this epic bacon, cream cheese, and bagel sandwich. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, so I get to the counter to pay, and one of the cashiers, they're also a Catholic, who so I got to know very well, also with ashes on her forehead, she looks at me, she looks down at my plate, and she proceeds to say in a loud voice for everyone in the entire cafeteria to hear, Deacon, don't you know it's Ash Wednesday? <laughs> oh. You can't eat meat today. Oh, I look up, everybody's staring at me. Oh. I had, I had for, completely forgotten it was Ash Wednesday. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we, we abstained for meat.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, That's she funny. wasn't finished. Okay? Oh. She went on to look up and say to everyone who could possibly hear Look, everybody, I saved the deacon from
5: sinning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. With that,
3: I lowered my head. I made my way over to the trash can, and I sadly said goodbye to my perfectly <laughs> cooked bacon <laughs> and bagel. Oh. So, now, I, I can bet that on Ash Wednesday, every year since then, she has told that story <laughs> oh, to everyone who came into the cafeteria. There you go. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's one of those embarrassing moments. Right. Yes. And I think about that every Ash Wednesday because it reminds me that Sometimes we can get embarrassed by the small things that we do, Mm -hmm. but it also makes you realize that there's big things that we do, Mm -hmm. that we should be embarrassed. And, and, you know, we embarrass ourselves in front of God when we do some of the bad things in Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So it always kind of refreshes and allows me to reflect on the fact that we are sinners. Mm -hmm. We make mistakes. We, you know what, we screw up. And there's things that we can do in our lives to help change and help fix. You know, we mess up and, and it's going to happen. We've got this loving God who's always there to save us and help us and take us back and bring us kindness when we do mess up, so long as we come back with our heart full of sorrow. That's 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 my little story of embarrassment that I wanted to share with you guys. And I think <laughs> everybody's got those
0: stories. That's oh. right. That's right. As you were saying that, I'm thinking of a few of my own but I'm going to right now. But uh, you're right.
1: But isn't it beautiful, <laughs> The um, just the flow of events, the God— God created us in all our human frailties that we can, we are given that opportunity, and do we avail ourselves of that opportunity to turn to him and beg for forgiveness because he's all-merciful and all-loving and all-forgiving. And sadly, you know, some people aren't there. How could we, Deacon, in, in your wisdom, get those people that we know haven't been to church or now are getting so comfortable staying home and we want them to come. Look, it's Lent. Why don't you consider that now is the acceptable time?
3: Uh that is a great question because I think it's a question that we're struggling with as a church yeah. always. And I think more so this year, uh, because we're seeing less people, we've got to get people to return. And and you know what, the, the answer is a difficult one because it's a difficult one because it requires us to do something we're not used to doing, yeah. and that is to be open and outright and be able to touch people on the shoulder and say, or yeah. call on the phone and say, It's time to come back. Yeah. Please. Yeah. This is this is why you should be coming back. You stayed away for lots of reasons, but now is the time mm-hmm. <clears throat> to cleanse yourself. And to really come back, you know, we're not—we're not good at doing that as Catholics. Unfortunately, we're not. Right. But we have to do that. We've got to reach out. Got to take opportunity, and we've got—it starts in our own families, right? Right. We we start in our own families and say to those family members who are coming back, "Say, hey, it's time to come back. You've been away long enough. Please come back. Our Lord is forgiving." And Mm -hmm. then from that, it becomes our friends. And we also have to reach out to those who who might be strangers. But sometimes people are looking. People sometimes want to be able to speak to someone. They're looking for someone who can help them, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with us saying that, listen, come to church with me. Yes. Come, come, hear what we know to be the truth, and this is how we can bring you peace and joy and happiness and love back into your life. Yeah. Starts with us. Starts with us asking.
1: And by asking, we're demonstrating, and we can even s- set it up this way, I I'm going to say this because I care about you. I, I care about you. I love you, whatever, you know, you, that level of relationship is. And that's why I'm sharing this, because I care about you now, and I care about your eternal soul. <laughs> All right.
3: And you're right. You know, there, there's an old saying, and I think it's—I I saw this it was about a TV show recently, and somebody said it. It just struck with me. It's an old saying, and, and this person said it's highly overrated. And the saying is that wisdom comes with age. And the person said the reason that saying is so highly overrated, because the implication is that you become wiser because of your mistakes. You become wiser because you look back on the people you've hurt and the things you've done wrong. And the person said the reason that's overstated is because what we should really be doing is not waiting till we're older to have that wisdom. Mm -hmm. We can have that wisdom now by following Jesus. When we follow our Lord we gain the wisdom to lead a beautiful life, to lead a joy-filled life. That's what we want to share with people, okay? Just, just as you said, Joe, that's what we want able to do. We want to say to people, we love you, and we want you to see the wisdom and have the wisdom of how to lead a life in perfect harmony with our Lord.
0: Mm. And that's the beauty, Deacon, of the season, I think, in that every— I was saying the other day on Ash Wednesday, every year we get to the same point again, the beauty of the— the cycle of our liturgical seasons. We know we're going to hit Ash Wednesday again, and we get here and we start the, the, the beautiful season of Lent on Ash Wednesday, and we think, okay, now I want to be a better and a holier person six weeks from now. I want to, and what what can I do to make me holier? What can I do to have a, a, a better and a closer relationship with the Lord? And it's it's a great starting point, point. and here we are only just a couple of days later. Maybe some of us already have already broken our our our, our fasts, and 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 sure. you know. But you know what? You pick yourself up and you start over again, right?
1: That's why God That's gave exactly us six right. weeks, right? <laughs> That's
3: right. <laughs> 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 what you just mentioned, people will say to me, "What should I do for Lent?" And over the years, I've learned that I look them in the eye and I say, "Very simple. Here's what you should do for Lent: change." Mm-hmm. And they kind of look back. They say, "What do you mean?" It's time to change. Look deep within yourself. What are those things that you know are not in conformity with with God's will? What are those things you're doing? You know are wrong. Again, as I mentioned earlier, we know the mistakes we make. Mm-hmm. We don't need people to tell us what we're doing wrong. We know it. Hmm. time to change. Look deep in your soul and do that. So that's become my, my, uh, my word for everyone. They say, you know, what should I do for Lent? Or, what are you going to do for Lent? I say, I'm going to <laughs> really change. I'm really going to change. I'm going to get away from some of those things that, that I know I shouldn't be doing. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll travel through this Lent when we come out on the other side. You know, we may not be perfect. You can be better, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and yeah. that's that's all that's all our, our Lord is asking us mm-hmm. to do. Just strive to be
0: better, right? And I, I was thinking also, reflecting on Ash Wednesday, this whole year has been a year of Lent. We've given up yeah. so much yeah. in so many ways, yeah. and been asked to sacrifice in so many ways, right? I mean, it's been it's been like a year long Lent, and
1: continuous Lent, and continuing
0: yeah. going through it, so. Oh to end no it's like okay we're, come on easter we're, come on easter let's i know but uh, it's
1: almost like we just push the reset button and like it still went, yeah, still, it's still lent we're still
3: groundhog but, egg, right? I, I i feel so deeply in my heart for those for those parents who who are trying to homeschool their oh, children through right. this whole process oh, i yeah. feel so deeply for that they're trying to hold the job they're trying to do what they can, yeah. and you know what? I and I, I look at I look at my uh, my children, <laughs> I <look at> <laughs> and I laugh because I could see I could see on their faces. It's like, oh, please! <laughs> but you know, so... as the nuns used to say, offer it up, offer
0: it up, <laughs> offer it up, <laughs> right? <laughs> But even we, even we as grandparents, you know, we love our, all of our children because we have three beautiful little grandchildren, and we've not spent anywhere near the time with them that we normally would be spending with them, or you know, and watching them grow, and mm-hmm. just holding them and hugging them. And that's been a, for us. That's been probably the greatest sacrifice I think we've had to make this entire year. Was 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 that? And when you put that in the perspective of Lent and and sacrifice and giving something up and offering up to the Lord, that suffering can be can be united with his in a way. And, you know, unite that suffering with, with his mothers, with our Blessed Lady in her separation from Jesus uh, during his public ministry and then having to watch him suffer on the cross. All these things we can unite and put it all in perspective.
1: And also see and feel the longing, the longing and the thirsting for whatever that— might be that you, that you are sacrificing. So we, we are longing and thirsting for that resurrection, for that Easter day, um, and it's just so many parallels, you know, to Jesus's life.
3: It's absolutely true, I mean, and I really do think that the suffering that we're going through this difficult time it, there, there's there's reasons for everything that happened. There's there's we we will come out of this as better people i think mm-hmm. if we look at this at the suffering we have we offer it up uh, to our lord and we look and see what we've learned from this and how we can become better i i i think we can become better people there's there's something good that can come out of it sure. if we take the time to to have the wisdom to to look at this in a wise way and say how how is our lord asking me to change as a result of these sufferings and difficulties. Right. and you' which you said is right this this whole this whole year uh, has been has been a period of, of Lent, a period of, of deep soul searching and um we can't wait till it's over, but hopefully when it's over, we're better people because of it Absolutely. amen amen
0: well Deacon Anthony CEO, thank you so much as always for being with us uh, today and we'll look forward. Uh, to having you still be late next month when you come back. So we'll look forward to having you back with more. So have a beautiful rest of your day, and thanks for all you do for us.
3: Uh, thank you It's so much. My pleasure speaking with you and, and for everyone listening. God bless you. And until uh, next time, uh, all the best.
1: Beautiful. Stay you, well. Deacon.
3: All
0: right, friends, you stay where you are. We'll be back with more Friday Live. Don't go away. Jim's coming up with the weather. Oh <laughs> That stopped quite suddenly. What can, I, <laughs> what can I do about that? And I thought I had my weather all queued up here. Boy, I'm Start. I'm still on vacation. God gave <laughs> us night and day
6: so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's heading our way as Jim gives us the weather. All
0: That means it's time for our domestic church media chief meteorologist coming from somewhere in town, Jim Hoffman. Hey, Jim. How are you? I know you're not at the beach.
7: To, I was about to start singing. I didn't hear my jingle. I know. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I know. I,
0: I, I said the other day, when I, you know, after being away for a little bit, you come back and everything's still kind of uh, new. You got to get back into the swing of things. That's
1: so, right. Anyway, right.
0: I'm hoping I'm back in the swing of things.
1: How quickly we forget, huh? I
0: was reminded by our listener just texting me, say, by the way, today's the 19th. I said the 18th. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs>
1: we're catching up.
0: I have no idea where I am, what day it is. But anyway, we're happy you're here, Jim.
1: How are you? Very good. Good. Very good. I'm playing from outside. I see the flakes flying in the air. Still, wow. Mm. Yeah. How much snow did you get? You're near um, Robbinsville. Hamilton. Hamilton.
7: Yeah, so I'm Hamilton Township area. I don't know if you know where St. Greg St. Greg Greg Church is. Yes. I'm about a mile from there. Okay. And we got we got about nine inches, no, maybe ten. Wow. Um, There was a sort of an axis of um, the highest snowfall, which roughly went along Route 130, one, uh, I-95, mm-hmm. and just around that area, about eight or nine inches fell. And if you go north and south of that line, you get a little bit less snow. So we were, like, right in the sweet spot. Mm. Yes,
1: yeah. Well, we're not very far from there, but however they plowed and our neighbors shoveled, all the snow went in front of our mailbox, so it's like eight oh, feet no. of snow right in front of the mailbox. <laughs> so we're waiting for some melting.
7: <laughs> the mail people do not like that. No, no, and <laughs> no, they tell us that's right, they,
0: they let you know about it too. Yeah,
1: oh
7: well.
0: The worst thing is they say friend, you're not getting your mail.
7: Named, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a friend, uh, her name is Maria, she's a uh, she works for the post office in Allentown, New Jersey, and um. I, you know, listening to her and all the stories that she tells me, I make sure that I take care of my mail people. You know, I make sure that I um, shovel around the mailbox so that they can get there safely. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they have a lot to put up with.
0: Like, you know, they have National uh, Weather Persons Day. They should have Be Kind to Your Letter Carrier Day.
1: They probably do. Every day should be that. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's
0: right. Every day, because where would we be without our mail?
7: That's right. That's right.
0: All right. So uh, we we, uh, we we drove in. The streets looked fine to us on the way in today, but, uh, you know, there have been side streets. Our side street is still covered. But uh, what's in store for the rest of this day and weekend?
7: Yeah, I was going to say that, that, uh, you know, side streets still have some snow on them. Even the main roads, they're still wet. So uh, the temperature is going to dip into the upper 20s tonight. So please be careful of any place that may form on those roadways, especially ones that may not have been treated. But I don't know where they would be because I saw people out there salting and plowing. So I'm pretty sure most of the roads have been treated. But just be careful out there. So if you look out your your window, you might see some flakes falling. Um, Those flakes will continue off and on or on and off (laughs) for the next few hours. Expect that to stop uh, maybe sometime in the mid-evening, maybe 7, 8 o'clock tonight. We should start to clear out. And as I mentioned, the lows will dip down into about uh, the mid-20s in the area, so, so be careful out there. Any additional snow accumulation will be very, very light, generally less than, than a quarter inch. So nothing to worry about. The heavy stuff is behind us. Uh, tomorrow, increasing clouds, very windy with a high near 33, so... We're going to have northwest winds 5 to 15 miles per hour, and we could have gusts as high as 25, so be careful out there. Again, tomorrow, tomorrow night, mostly clear with a low around 18. Again, those northwest winds blowing 5 to 10 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20. And then Sunday, sunny with a high near 35. Sunday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 23, and the first day of the work week looks like we're going to get um, a little bit of – precipitation well, looks like it might start out as snow and then change to a mix of rain and snow and then after that uh maybe a little bit of rain. So Monday looks to be a sloppy day but looking into next week uh looks like the weather's going to be pretty nice uh warming up into the 40s and uh, for the highs and lows in the mid mid to say I say low to mid 30s,
8: mm-hmm.
7: So not looking too bad.
0: Well, that's good. We'll look forward to some melting anyway.
7: Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to you know March is coming up. Yeah, yes. And March is like spring eve.
4: Right, that's right. <laughs>
7: and then, and then you get into April and May, and and then you know definitely in May you start thinking about uh, getting back down to the beach. So, that's right. Yeah, that's what I'm, right. I'm already thinking about. But
0: the nice thing about the March about March is if you do happen to get snow in March, it it, it melts pretty fast because the the angle of the sun I guess is a little bit a little bit higher, right? So if yes, we get if we get some true. March yes, storms. So they don't they don't hang around too long.
7: No, they don't. Uh, but they, yeah, they they clear out pretty quickly.
0: So we're not that far away. Today's the nineteenth of February, <laughs> not the eighteenth. The nineteenth, so we're closer. All right, Jim. Well, thank you so much. It's good having you back. I know we're back having you with us again.
1: we are back. We're back. I've always been here. You've always
0: been here. <laughs> <in this. laughs> but anyway, we'll look forward to talking with you next week. How about that?
1: Thanks, Jim. All right. Sounds good. Thank God bless you. you. Thank God you. Bless. God bless.
0: God gave us night and day so we could
6: play and pray together. So now let's see what's heading our way as Jim gives us the weather.
9: It's time to name that Catholic
0: Time to name that Catholic tune, and today. Time
1: to name that Lenten tune. Oh, it's a Lenten
0: tune. Okay, yes. so that's that's a good uh, hint right away. Mm-hmm. Cheryl will give you some clues about today's Catholic Lenten tune, mm-hmm. and uh, then she's going to go over and play some of it for you on the keyboard. There, we have the Wurlitzer or the Spinet. It on other. Oh, I'll the play grand. something.
1: Okay. I'll surprise you.
0: Uh, so she'll play a little bit, a little snippet of it, and then you can give us a call if you think you know what it is at six oh nine. 493-8255. That's 609 493 8255. But wait till Cheryl plays a little bit for you on the uh, keyboard. First, she'll give you some clues about today's Catholic tune.
1: Some interesting facts about this particular hymn it uh, is based on a melody that comes all the way back to the late 1500s. It was actually a love song. But it's still a love song, but it has transformed into a love song for Christ. It proclaims profound love for Christ on the cross. So very much affiliated with Lent, um, even Stations, Good Friday, Palm Sunday, this this whole season because we look at Christ crucified. It was a poet. He was a friend of Bach's that actually used to give him a lot of uh, Text for Bach Chorales. Oh, okay. And so he took this melody and wrote Sacred Text. Again, as I mentioned, still a love song. But and the now, melody,
0: do we know who wrote it? I'm sorry, did I miss the melody, it?
1: The melody was, um, yeah, you'll know who it is, Hans Leo Hossler. Oh,
0: sure. Yeah. One of my favorites. One of my all-time favorites.
1: I knew you would know. Not quite Gershwin. It was a little earlier than Gershwin. Hans Leo Hossler. Hans Hossler wrote this love song. He was uh, confused by a maiden, but Um. that was a long time ago. Bach actually, you know, he put it to good use. This chorale, this melody, was used five times in his St. Matthew Passion, that huge work that we hear in you know days of normalcy, you would see that performed somewhere throughout right. Lent. But so five times you'll hear this chorale in St. Matthew Passion. So as I mentioned, I'll play a little bit. It's a hymn of great piety. Uh, traditionally ages ago would be sung on your knees before the crucifix as it addressed aspects of the crucifixion, feet, hands, side, heart. Okay? So hopefully you'll recognize
0: it. 609-493-8255. Cheryl's going to play a little bit of it. And if you think you know what it is, today's Catholic tune, you can win a fabulous prize by calling 609-493-8255. So here's a little bit of today's Catholic tune.
1: Oops, I made a mistake. Uh Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Scratch that. Scratch it. Start over. Do Do over,
0: do over. (laughs) Ooh, 609-493-8255. If you know what that tune is, give us a call right now and win a fabulous prize. 609-493-8255. Maybe play it again. Okay. So Lent in a and major
1: him. key, but it starts in a minor
0: key. Oh. Ooh. 609-493-8255. If you know what that is, give us a call right now. Well, they'd be singing this throughout Lent, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, in most so places, yes. They don't
0: know what it is, though, because nobody's calling.
1: Hmm. Come
0: on, that's an easy one. 609-493-8255.
1: You would think... It talks about the crown of piercing thorn. Ooh,
0: ooh. Well, play the, play the beginning, and that'll be a dead giveaway. Okay. Well, I, I know. Play it again. They weren't listening, they, weren't, they didn't have their Catholic thinking caps. They're out on.
1: sledding. The beginning.
0: Ooh, come on. 609 493 8255. You've stumped them. <laughs> okay, here comes a call. We got a call. We got a call. Here we go. <laughs> You're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
7: Oh, Barbara from Lawrenceville. Oh, Sacred Head Surrounded. Very
0: good, Barbara. Oh, I can't play that. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. <laughs> Barbara from Lawrenceville, you said, Barbara? Yes. Very good, Barbara. That's right. Oh, Sacred Head, Surrounded.
1: Right, that's one, it's one of my favorites. I love that song. Yeah. Isn't it right? beautiful. beautiful? And I like
7: the fact that it's uh, partially in the minor key, too. It makes it more interesting. Right.
0: So Barbara right. sounds like a musician.
7: Yes. Uh, you know, I play the piano and I sing okay. a lot. Good oh, for okay. you. I, always I sang think, a lot. <laughs> I
0: always think of Good Friday when I hear that song. Yes. Oh, that was yeah, it's a Good Friday song, right?
1: Yeah, you can't let Good Friday go by without singing that. You know, whether it's at the Offertory or the Veneration, it's got to be done. Yeah,
7: hey, Barbara, I love what... the words there. Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: So who? So who wrote the words? The po the the, poem, the Poet? The poet wrote the word? The
1: poet, yeah, who whose name I do not have. It was a friend of Bach. A
0: friend of Bach from okay, Leipzig. Well, right. would you know okay. it? There you go. Yeah, I
1: know, but you know, it's it just shows you how these things have withstood the test of time. of time. I mean, since the 1500s, this has been around. Well, as
7: long as I've been alive, and that's a long time—not <laughs> oh, quite the
1: 1500s when I was young.
7: Yeah.
0: Well, oh, so, yeah. sacred head surrounded is the correct answer. So you yep. have one. I'm going to put you on hold, Barbara. Don't hang up because Cheryl's going to on the phone and, and get some information from you, okay? All
7: right, well, I have to get my glasses. Hold on. Okay, okay you take hold your time. on, too. Just hold stay on. Stay right, right there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: Thanks for playing. And, friend, you stay where you are. We'll be back with more in just a minute. Well, there you go! Oh, sacred had surrounded.
1: But we'll have to find a new little congratulatory musical phrase because we're not singing the Hallelujah chorus until Easter.
0: Right now, I'll tell you real quick a little, a little, a little uh, trivia. I was watching a, a program. For, it was the Dick Cabot Show from 1969. I went to all this old TV, mm. and the guest was Paul Simon from Simon and Garfunkel. Yes. Who wrote Bridge over Troubled Water? Yes. And big hit, 1969, and he was. And Dick Cavett said, "How did you write that song?" And said, so I, "It's one of my favorite. I love. I just love the orchestra. I love everything about it." Mm-hmm. But anyway, he he pointed out. He says, "Well, there's one segment that I got from Bach, and he and it was dun 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 dun, and he adapted that to the verse of Bridge Over Troubled Water.' Well,
1: and, how and, about that?"
0: So he was playing mm-hmm. it, and he didn't know what sacred had surrounded, but he said it was something that Bach wrote.
1: My goodness. He, he would
0: kind of take little bits See. and pieces of. So.
1: Well, that's what I mean. Like it's so it's written so well. There's something about high quality right. music, as we mentioned, it has withstood the test of time. But how it influences people so much so that Bach loved it. He inserted it five times. This melody. It's yeah. just, however, it's written. So thank,
0: from that we got Bridge Over Troubled Waters by oh, nice. right, Paul Simon. Simon <laughs> that, and that
1: was your prize. All right, <laughs> we'll take
0: a break. Another another big hour to come. We're gonna have uh, our uh, gospel and our reflection. Day by Father John Butler, and also our friend Susan DeSoni joins us about her brand new book, Praying with Jesus and Faustina During mm-hmm. Lent and mm-hmm. Times of Suffering. So stay where you are. More to come on Friday Live on this February 19th. It...
2: Catholic monasteries are centered around a rhythm of life they call ora et labora, prayer and work, and they keep a strict schedule to preserve that rhythm. If a monk is writing a book and the monastery bell rings for prayer, he'll drop his pen mid-sentence and go to prayer. It's a poverty of spirit with time. Lord, my moments aren't mine, they're yours. You know, that same poverty is in your life. When the kid cries for a diaper change, that's your monastery bell. When it's time to pause and pray, stop thinking about what you gotta do next. It's always gonna be there just pray. You got to work overtime? Do it. Whining doesn't change a thing. When it's time to go home, drop that pen mid-sentence, stop checking your email, and focus on your family. You're in a schedule you can't fully control, but when you get intentional about focusing on where you are, offering each moment to God as it comes, you still face the daily grind like anyone else, but unlike anyone else. This is Chris Stefanik from ReallifeCatholic.com on EWTN Radio.
10: The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN radio. We want listeners to see that God
0: has a unique and unrepeatable plan for their lives and how to rejoice in the work God's doing in their hearts and in their homes.
11: God wants to set us free to live more abundantly. More to Life explores what that really looks like, living it out in our everyday life and relationships. More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa
0: Popchak. Heard right here on Domestic Church Media weekdays at 10. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio.
10: There's six billion people and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio, we need Catholic Television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by
0: Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We
10: need Catholic Radio. We are
2: bound by our baptism to spread the good word. I started drinking beer on Saturday nights, uh, sleeping in on Sunday mornings, missing mass, and it just became a pattern and continued. Without God, I don't know where I'd be right now. I feel like I'm full again. I know the importance of the Eucharist. I know the importance of the sacraments that I didn't know at a young age. I follow God's will because my desire is to get to heaven. Our, Our lives are rich and full by being members of the church. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica.
10: Say for example, a child dies at six, goes straight to heaven. Wonderful. Somebody else dies at 85, goes to purgatory, and then goes to heaven. Isn't that a similar thing, huh? say, hey, wait a minute, by golly, I got the same degree of glory as this kid. But that's what the Lord says, you see. The sinner can go to Heaven, maybe not straight to Heaven, they have to be purified, but the greatest sinner can go to Heaven and the most innocent child goes to Heaven. There's not a high Heaven and a low Heaven. There is Heaven. They have greater degrees or lesser degrees of holiness. But they're in heaven
2: the people you know and trust are on ewtn
10: the leading catholic voices are on ewtn radio and crest in the
0: afternoon looks at all of life through the lens of scripture and the teaching of the catholic church Church teaching is the light by which we view the world, and so we'll explore everything, from abortion to Hollywood, and from the First Amendment to the United Nations, and everything in between. Following St. Paul, we're seeking transformation through the renewing of our minds.
11: Cresta in the Afternoon
0: with Al Cresta. Heard right here on Domestic Church Media, weeknights at 5. Glory be to the
12: Father and to the Son.
0: This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back friends, another hour of Friday Live on this February nineteenth. It is twenty twenty one, isn't it? Yes. Twenty twenty one. Wait,
1: you know you're <laughs> away do, for do, a week. Do, 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 do. And mm. it just seems like everything even myself when I went back to church, I, I just had to get reacclimated, you know, and I thought, boy, do you have to remember how to play and where did I leave all my files?
0: Uh huh. yeah I know it's been, crazy it's when you get away but we're happy to be back I also want to take this opportunity because I I, I should have mentioned it earlier yes um, you know we talked about snow and snow shoveling and and uh, uh, my goodness we are so grateful to exquisite landscaping and they are from Yardville uh, Joe Pierre Leonardi Jr. Uh, graciously this winter has come and plowed our driveway and our parking lot um, as a gift to the apostolate. And I know that you mentioned we drove in. You said, we have a long driveway. It's about a tenth of a mile. I, I measured it once, a yeah. tenth of a mile getting in right. back to where we are. And then, of course, there's the parking lot. Um, but so Exquisite Landscaping, Joe Pierre Leonardi from Yardville. Uh, they do lawn service, lawn restoration, full service, fertilizing, retaining walls, land design, cleanups, patios, masonry, concrete work aquascapes, land clearing, tree services, removal, removal, stump grinding, a 24-hour service. Uh, and they come here and have come here. It's been a busy winter snow-wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of the goodness of their hearts, uh, plowed our driveway and and faithfully and parking lot every time it's snowed so far this winter. Um, so we want to say thank you to them. Their phone number is 609-712-5111. 609 609- Exquisite Landscaping in Yardville. Nobody's thinking about spring right now. Well, maybe we are. (laughs) We are. We're longing for spring. But as far as doing lawn service, lawn restoration, uh, full service fertilizing, retaining walls, land design, et cetera, Exquisite Landscaping does it all. Joe Pierre Leonardi, 609-712-5111. Thank you so much to Joe and the good people at Exquisite Landscaping for doing this for us cuz we'd never be here.
1: No, we'd never get near that <laughs> front never door. We'd the front door. We'd be waiting for the spring thaw.
0: So thank the Lord for uh, exquisite landscaping Yardville, Pennsylvania and Yardville, New Jersey. Uh, so, okay, let's do this. Let's uh, do our gospel reading for this coming Sunday and our reflection today is by our friend Father John Butler.
1: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel, the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus
0: Christ. Christ.
8: Our gospel passage today is remarkably brief in comparison with the magnitude of what it represents, in comparison with the depth of its message, in comparison with the heights to which it aspires to guide us. We hear from St. Mark today only four verses from his very first chapter, a mere 64 words squeezed into just six sentences, and just two super concise and amazingly lean and clean paragraphs. The brevity and the richness of Mark's gospel are fruitful topics for reflection, but topics for another day. The topic for this moment is to learn from Jesus and from Mark and from a few others over the next few minutes. As our Lord and Savior, in Mark's words, undertakes his Lenten journey as we, in parallel and in union with Jesus, commence our own Lenten journeys on this, the first weekend of the season of Lent 2021. Just a few short days following Ash Wednesday. 2021 St Mark writes at once the spirit drove him Jesus out into the desert and he remained in the desert for 40 days tempted by Satan he was among wild beasts and the angels ministered to him those parallels that i just mentioned our unity with Jesus our connections with Jesus they are numerous let's identify and list just a few of the parallels and reflect on how they can direct us and elevate us during our season of Lent First, Jesus enters the desert and we now have entered our own desert, that spiritual battleground that will challenge us and test us, hopefully, and take us when we emerge from the desert to Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday, 2021, and with that grace and help of God beyond and farther and higher. Second, Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit. We, too, are led by the Holy Spirit and led by the church itself. This season of Lent, 46 days in total and in actuality, that has evolved over the centuries, it is a season that presents to us a true gift and a true opportunity that the church and our bishops have given shape to and defined with care and with insight. They teach us that these 46 days of Lent are the days to reflect, to repent, to restore our spirits, days of extra and better and deeper prayer, fasting, almsgiving. Let's look at each. First, prayer. In one sense, simply spending quality time with God, giving ourselves the gift, the present, the blessing of shutting out all the other sounds and voices and noises and other distractions of the day for a brief period of time, like that silence of the desert, so that it is the voice of God and only the voice of God that we hear, that we savor, that we ponder for those precious, quiet, holy minutes those rewarding and enriching and restorative minutes. Almsgiving, acts of charity, compassion, kindness directed toward others. WWJD, what would Jesus do? Whatsoever you do for the least of my brothers and sisters, you do for me. The giving of alms is one way to share God's gifts, not only through the distribution of money, but through the sharing of our time and our talents. As the Catholic Catechism and St. John Chrysostom remind us, quoting, Not to enable the poor to share in our good deeds is to steal from them and deprive them of life. The goods we possess are not ours, but theirs. The goods we possess come to us from God. The bishops also teach us, now quoting from the USCCB website and from the Catechism, During Lent, we are are asked to focus more intently on almsgiving, which means donating money or goods to the poor and performing other acts of charity. As one of the three pillars of Lenten practice, almsgiving is a witness to fraternal charity and a work of justice, pleasing to God. And then finally, fasting and abstinence. Yes, giving up meals on Ash Wednesday, Good Friday. Yes, giving up meat on Ash Wednesday and those seven consecutive Fridays of the season. Perhaps also giving up candy or alcohol, that extra over-the-top slice of pizza. Fasting, in another way of looking at it and understanding it and practicing it, is also and can be many other things. It can offer many benefits other than shedding a pound or two of winter weight and saving a dollar or two at the supermarket. Catholic tradition and our bishops offer several reasons and benefits, spiritual incentives and purposes for fasting. Among them, the very discovery of the Christian life as a fight and an effort and a struggle is an essential aspect of fasting. Another example, the familiar one-hour fast that prepares us for receiving the Eucharist That Mass is one thing, essential and beneficial in its own right. An extensive and prolonged fast over the entire season of Lent prepares us for the very institution of the Eucharist on Holy Thursday night. It magnifies our sense of the most sacred and truest of foods, the body and blood of Christ. Also, fasting is a means of self-discipline, chastity, and restraining of many of the appetites of the human person, above and beyond the basic appetites for food and beverage. Also, fasting vividly reveals our dependence on God and not on the resources of this world, one of the most useful and most helpful results and outcomes of one's Lenten season. Also, and most fundamentally and most basically, fasting and abstaining from this, that, and the other thing is for the Christian ultimately about fasting and abstaining from vice and from sin itself. Fasting and abstaining from vice and from sin itself. Now, back to those parallels that I mentioned at the beginning, those parallels between the first Lent and our Lent in the year 2021, the parallels between the Lent of Jesus and the Lent of each of us. That first chapter of the Gospel of Mark takes Jesus almost instantly from his baptism to his entry into that desert at the direction of the Spirit. There we are specifically told that Jesus was tempted by Satan himself. He was challenged, tested, pushed. He was also aided by the angels He emerged from his Lent, from his desert, from his time of preparation to immediately commence his public ministry, which would lead him to his destiny and to the cross. Our Lents are no different. Our baptisms lead us to our Lenten deserts and to our crosses, to our union with Jesus in death and in eternal life. We, too, are put to the test and put through temptations and challenges just as Jesus was. We, too, like Jesus, are aided by the angels. In order to prevail in our tests and to overcome our temptations both during and after Lent we are called to follow that example of Jesus during those 46 days and thereafter prayer almsgiving fasting to make ourselves stronger more holy more pure more better more christ-like more christ-worthy more ready more prepared to rejoice and celebrate at the resurrection of Jesus on that glorious day on the other side of our Lenten desert journey that glorious day of Easter Sunday. Lent is meant to be difficult. Lent is meant to be a challenge. The rewards of a good Lent are meant to go beyond measure. Let us begin Lent well and finish it even better. Lent always brings us to Easter. May we strive with earnest efforts to have a good and fruitful Lent, a Lent that will bring us closer to God. And may God bless you and your families and all your loved ones, and keep you happy, healthy, and safe. During these first days of Lent and throughout the season, during Holy Week, and forever and always.
11: You who dwell in the shelter of the Lord, who abide
0: Welcome back on Eagles' Wings, and I guess so that's because in the other Gospel accounts, the uh, the words, those words come from that particular. But Mark didn't speak those words; he's very short.
1: That's he was very brief. <laughs> but also, you will find if you do read any of those liturgical type missals, where they'll give you the opening antiphon, the entrance antiphon. Mm-hmm. Communion Aniphon, the verses are right out of Psalm 91. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, beautiful. That's a big, like, Catholic hit, although they don't— some people don't like On Eagle's Wings sung no. at Mass for some no. reason. Is it because the melody is too popish, or—
1: Well, they feel like there's some paraphrasing in there and, you know, some of the— uh, Directives now that are coming from the various offices of worship, the Conference of Catholic Bishops, are trying to get us back to the true scriptural word for word, you know, no paraphrasing. It's got to be right out of the Bible. Hmm. Maybe an occasional little movement, but not really just beautiful songs and positive thoughts and our own, you know, um, interpretation of scripture, but true scripture. And then Again, the music is so beautiful. Could that distract you? Could you sit there and just start getting swept away? Those sweeping melodies and, and beautiful what so o chords. sacred? Head surrounded.
0: And... Those just as It's a pretty melody. Sacred, uh, isn't it?
1: It is. I mean, if you is, just hear but... the,
0: if you just hear the melody of Oh Sacred Head Surrounded. It it's a very pretty melody. It's lovely. Yeah. Right. I mean, Paul Simon used some of it in On the Bridge over Troubled Waters. <laughs> so,
1: Who would have any problem with that? Right. Especially the. Uh, Bach
0: liked it. He liked the melody. <laughs> That's right. Right? He liked the pretty melody.
1: Oh, dear. So, just, I, always, yeah. I always
0: thought Sinatra could do a great job with On Eagle's Wings with a full orchestra. It'd yes. be great, you know, yeah, With singing. his,
1: like, how he takes liberty. And his... he
0: will raise you up <laughs> on eagle's wings. Bear you on <laughs> the breath of dawn. A lot of
1: drama. <laughs> yeah, so they say, you know, music for the sake of beautiful music. Well, they really want it to You know, be. it's
0: another one. The melody I always, I always like is, um, now I'm not going to remember it. Uh oh! I just forgot it. It was in my head. I don't always remember. I guess I don't always remember it, do I?
1: <laughs> no, the one that something that Frank would do. No,
0: not Frank. It's it's a sacred. A beautiful... It's sacred. It's a sacred. Uh, um, Bing Crosby sang it in "Going My Way." Uh, I can't think of hmm. it now. I'll think of it. Was just... it Marion? No, 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 no.
1: It, it was, was, was a... a hymn, though. It's
0: a hymn. It's a hymn, and he sang it in in "Going My Way." Hmm. But it's a pretty pretty. Cause he was a priest, you know. He was a singing priest. So it
1: had to be an older hymn. You no, know, it was old. It yeah, yeah no, his... it's
0: old. Um, yeah. and as I think, I'll on go on break, I'll think of it. But it's, it's. Yeah. It, I remember it was, again another very pretty melody that I always liked. Oh, what's the one? That goes da da, da 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 at the end. Oh. Alleluia. Not
1: alleluia.
0: No, it's not, it's not a. Da, 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 da. I
1: Okay. It's gonna be another It's been thing happening Catholic... a lot
0: lately that's bothering me. I start <gasps> something, I stop things. it. Wait a minute, I forgot what I was gonna do and say, Ooh, that's kinda of scary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's mm-hmm. kinda of scary. Especially when I'm going like to an app. I go on my phone, and I said, Now what was
1: I going to this app for? Oh my. Yeah. Well you need one of those senior citizen GPSs. You know how they work, don't you? No. Not only will it take you where you want to go, but it's gonna tell you why you wanted to go there. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. I was starting to experience that, and I that kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, I know. Because it, sh- it shouldn't—I'm too young. I'm only 66.
1: To be losing your mind. Not losing my mind, <laughs> but
0: losing my train of thought. <laughs> now, my mind is still there. Okay. My train of thought gets disrupted.
1: It's it's recalling things yeah. in the moment. Like earlier today, I I, I was just— Oh,
0: sanctissima. Oh, that the, is— that's, Oh, is mm-hmm. oh, it is
1: Pray man. for us, oh Mary.
0: Ora, well, he sang the Latin.
1: Ora pro nobis. Oh, sanctissima. Beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bing Crosby sang it, going my but way. But very traditional. He made it a Mary. hit. Yes. Crosby made it a hit.
1: <laughs> Top
0: 40. <laughs> now, now that there's year. something you want to do something for Lent. Go watch some of those old movies Going oh, My Way, yes. Bells of St. Mary's, The Song right. of Bernadette. All these wonderful Hollywood-produced films that really built up the church and built up the faith—and
1: there's loads of them. We should. Okay, next week we'll start tossing out some titles. Well, I just gave you three. Going
0: my way, when the sequel, "Bells of Saint Mary's," Mm -hmm. there's a great scene in "Bells of Saint Mary's" where Ingrid Bergman, who's the nun, and she has she's developed tuberculosis, and they don't tell her that. They've been father. O'Malley, being Crosby, tells her he's going to transfer her. And he, she thinks he's just transferring her because he doesn't like her. Oh, So she goes, there's a great scene. She goes into the church and kneels down before the blessed sacrament, before the tabernacle, and prays. Uh-huh. And this is a Hollywood film. You know, you, Would you see that today in any, any way, even yeah. on television? No. no. But she goes and she prays before the, the tabernacle, asking the Lord for understanding and wisdom and, and why this is happening. It's a great scene.
1: Well, that too, you mentioned, watch holy movies, you know, stuff like that that builds up the church, positive things. If you go to turn on the TV, maybe try EWTN if, if you're not, although we're preaching to the choir here. If people are listening now, they're the ones that are watching EWTN. But um, remember there was a woman in church, she said her Lenten penance. Or yeah, the, you know, listen to you t- us. Does, she would, I listened to Catholic radio. Yeah,
0: that's her penance. Okay. Want to do real penance, tune in at 4 o'clock, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. That'll be your penance, having to put up with me. But, uh, no, there are some oh, great, great old films. And, I, again, I mentioned those three, with with uh, Going My Way, which was 1942, I believe, and then Bells of St. Mary's, which was forty four, the sequel. Uh, Ber- Song of Bernadette, which is 1943, won the Best Picture.
1: Yeah, that was wonderful. And
0: Jennifer Jones, I think, won, won Best Actress playing playing Bernadette Subaru there's a whole story of Lords I mean it right. was a major film yeah that won academy awards so and that's and that was hollywood that wasn't even like these independent filmmakers like we see today it was hollywood producers making these things
1: and that's one thing we could share what while we were away um, we had one of those Smart TVs in the house where you can it choose. It outsmarts. was outsmarted us <laughs> most of the is.
0: time. Outsmart <laughs> TV for Jennifer. Trying to Jim figure out how show. to work it
1: out. But anyway, we finally figured it out. And we... Talk about a couple watched. of old people
0: <laughs> with, the, with the control. Well, no, Where that, no, that
1: station go? We, we needed the kids, right? But we watched the Chosen. That so many people are talking about. And it gets about. free on YouTube. Yes. You can
0: go to YouTube. It was wonderful. And search the Chosen, and you can watch it for free.
1: And made very very well. As you're talking about the Hollywood oh, production. Yes, but it was here's made very it, very well. a couple of guys, you know, doing GoFundMe pages so they can film. It was not a big Hollywood produce, but it was made very, but made very, very well. Made very well. The
0: acting is great. Oh, and that's...
1: fabulous. John. Interesting
0: because it's not like the usual Jesus of Nazareth greatest story ever told where it's, 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 it's not strictly or close to biblical conversation – that's just kind of interwoven and there's mm. there's a back it's really the backstory behind all the gospel accounts really
1: gave the apostles and the different players you know Nicodemus and all more more personality and more backstory you got yeah. into the depths of their lives which which is fictional may or may not yeah, be yeah. entirely true but um it really characterizes them so you feel like you know them personally that's
0: right so uh, you can go to youtube and to just search for the Chosen, and there are eight episodes in season one. You can get those for free
1: mm-hmm. and
0: watch them. And there is a guy before and after who comes on who talks we'll a little. Talk. Bit.
1: I guess he's the producer, and he'll talk about. I just kind and... of scroll through him, but <laughs> we did.
0: <laughs> Once we figured out how to scroll, <laughs> and fast forward, it took a while. That was it was funny. You were like, the, it could have been a cartoon. Two two older people sitting on the couch with this with the controller,
1: well, pointing it back. at the TV.
0: This smart TV, which is constantly outsmarting us
1: think back to the very first days where you could record something and VCR. this is the VCR you know the big unit with those large tapes and my father would have to, to he would
0: my father god bless him, god rest his soul he would write down the instructions on how to use the VCR because yes. didn't because if you told him he would remember right just cuz it wasn't it was you know not that he was you know not able to remember he I mean, just just the tech- technology technology yeah. he, So he'd write it down very meticulously so it was in front. It was right near the control so he knew what to do.
1: And follow those steps. That's That's what we needed. There were no instructions.
0: No, there was just here's the the control. (laughs) Here are two controllers. There's the TV. You're on your own. Figure it out. So one night you had gone to bed a little early and I said, I'm going to figure this TV out. And I I did get to the most part. I'll never. But there are still aspects of it that I still couldn't figure out.
1: I'll tell you, if something happens to you, I'll never watch television again the rest of my life. Because I remember –
0: Plunge the toilet. Or <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my goodness! Open, items. open
0: cans or open open, open jars. jars.
1: Open my champagne. Open your oh, champagne. Who's going to do I that? Do? Yeah,
0: like <laughs> we said. What will
1: I my- do?
0: <laughs> yeah. What will you do? I don't know. I don't know. Now I even made I made you dinner last night.
1: I know. Starve.
0: <laughs> I'm really into this culinary uh, aspect of my later years. Yeah. I'm enjoying cooking. I'm enjoying the the rest of this. A, I gotta say, there's a great. Speaking of YouTube, go to YouTube.
1: Oh, I love her. And
0: if she, I mean, she may even be listening because she's a very Catholic woman. Um, uh, her name is Nina, and it's if you if you search Gina, uh, Gina. Her name is Gina. If if you search Italian grandma cooking on YouTube, she comes up and she's right here in our listening area. She's yes. in she's in our listening area.
1: Yeah, towards the beach. This
0: beautiful yeah. older Italian woman who has this wonderful accent, oh. Italian accent. Who cooks and I've I've made some of her recipes. They've been delicious.
1: And my favorite part, I mean, she cooks from the heart, and uh, she loves everyone. She loves the world. She's so full of love. She's very um, feels so blessed to be in this country, you know. But she'll tell stories about the old country, and she'll sing, and she sings sacred. She'll break out into the (laughs) Ave Maria or something. Go to uh,
0: YouTube and search for Italian grandma cooking, and her name is Gina.
1: She's full uh, of love. Bon
0: Appetit is the name of the little... And she has, I think, almost a million subscribers. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening, Gina...
1: We love we you. We love
0: you. Come on our show. Come here and teach us how to cook. I've been using many of her recipes. I made her stuffed shells. I made her roasted vegetables. Mm-hmm. Delicious. I made uh, some of our other treats there, so it's great.
1: Fabulous. We'll
0: take a break. Speaking of Italians, uh, Susan Tassoni will be joining us in uh, just a bit. We're going to take a musical break and be back with Susan, who's going to talk about her brand new book, Praying with Jesus and Faustina during Lent and Times of Suffering. So don't go away. There's more to come on Friday Live. Mm-hmm.
9: Lost, I walked away. The road was dark, I could not see. My hope
4: was gone.
9: The pain was real, but your mercy, you saw my steps. You felt my fears, you heard my cries, you caught my tears, arms open wide, you ran to me with your mercy. me. Kindness Leads me to Repentance Lord let your Kindness Lead us to Repentance Lord let your Kindness
0: Speaking of mercy, a great book has hit uh, the scene, and we want to welcome our dear friend, the author, and she's a wonderful, wonderful friend of ours for many years, Susan Tassoni. Welcome, Susan.
5: Hey, happy happy Tuesday, Thursday, Friday after Ash Wednesday. <laughs> Jim right. And Mrs. Jim, how are That's you? Right. we're fine. Oh, Thank absolutely you, Susan. fine. And
0: fine. Uh, praying with Jesus and Faustina during Lent and times of suffering. Now, I saw an email you sent out, oh, about a month ago. Where you said it already hit number three on Amazon at that well, point. Well, it, it,
5: it hit number three, then it went to two, then it went to one. Then it sold six thousand copies in three weeks.
0: Wow! Wow! It's it's
5: just staggering. I, I I'm speechless. I had I just we hit a nerve. We hit a big nerve. Um, and what's... Um, about the passion, and of course people love, Faustina, mm-hmm. and we we hit a a combination that's like no other. You you there's never you know we've got a combination of um Faustina and Jesus. We've got. The focus, which is really on his words, the words of his passion. You know what? I should stop. I don't want to jump in because <laughs> I'll just keep going. Well, <laughs> so. you're in the, the, well I was just going to ask, what is that
1: perfect storm, Susan? The The fact that um, what, what drew me in right away was Lent. You know, I always like to do more reading and more spiritual growth during Lent, but also in times of suffering. Lent really has been going on for many people since uh
0: last year last 2020
1: (laughs) ash wednesday and then or is it the popularity of or faustina and mercy what
5: what is the man that i think you know my guess is it's all of the above okay um all of the above it it, uh i didn't want to narrow cheryl just to lent well Mm -hmm. i you know let me step father let me step back and blame father dan camber for this whole thing okay because i I, I knew that there was the. I had done six books, six years, and I saw out of those six books, working on that diary, the passion was always in front of her. Ah, uh, she experienced it. She had the stigmata. Um, Jesus uh, let her see him suffer, and so you know. So I made sure out of all those six books that I had the passion and meditations um, in all of them. And back in the, really a month ago, what a year ago in March, I got a call from Father Dan Canva, and when he calls me, I know there's a book. You know, yeah. it's just like a, it's like a message from God confirming. You know, he started with all of them, with the souls, with the conversion, with adoration. It was a phone call, a phone call, a phone call, and he called. And he called my books by colors. I didn't know. He said, "You know that burgundy book?" Oh. I said, "You mean what uh, Saint Faustina Per book for the conversion of sinners?" He goes, "Yeah, that one." Mm-hmm. He says, "Can you take those stations and those meditations that are in the Diary of Jesus' Suffering and Faustina's Suffering and her seeing his suffering and all these revelations? Can you put that in in a separate book?" Mm-hmm. I said, "No." <laughs> do that, and it was that time when he called that I was thinking of I should do a Lent book. It, it, the passion is so powerful, and it's you know from what i've read and and what he showed her and experienced and I need to do this and so that's what that's where I was coming from mm-hmm. and and we were in the middle of covid, and then I thought, you know I just don't want to narrow it to Lent because then then you have a Lent book and then you put it back on the shelf yes. and so I just sat there and talked to my editors, and I said I want to expand this, and we came up with, well, you don't just suffer during Lent. Mm. Suffering is year-round, and that's when we added in times of, well, we, you know, uh, we added in times during Lent and in times of suffering, right. and so we hit that nerve. And then, like, you, like you're saying, I think it's, I think it's probably Faustina. She, you know she is like like one of the number one googled saints in the internet okay. and um you know uh and i i think she's going to end up being a doctor of the church and you know her the devotion to her and to, to Jesus both the divine mercy I think you're right. Perfect storm, Cheryl. That's my guess. But yes. I didn't expect it. I wasn't expecting it to be this big. Mm-hmm. I mean, I w- I just do my job. I really don't look at you know, cells or anything. They do, but I don't. I just do it because I know I'm supposed to do it. And then yes. and then I love I love what what comes out of it, and I get to share it. So and I just wanted people to see the, fo- the you know the focus was the passion. You know, it this book perfectly addresses the, the terrible times and the terrible sufferings that we're experiencing today, so that fit. And there's no contemporary book on Lent like that. There's no combination. And Jesus really told Faustina many things about his passion. So I wanted to capture his words about his sorrows and about his death that he spoke of to Faustina, and he's saying to us, and so that's that's what what how it how it was born.
0: Well, you mentioned Susan when you came on that, that this is the Friday of Lent after Ash Wednesday. Tell us how the book is set up and how people can really enter into what you've written and compile.
4: It's on.
5: just you know I it, it's so beautiful. I, I you wonder who did this? You know <laughs> um, we know. You know who did it. I I I wanted to do fifty days and I wanted to have both Jesus. And Faustina conversing back and forth about his suffering, about how she suffers, and what the value of him telling her the value of suffering, and how she handled suffering, and uh, what you know what kept her going, and how she coped with Jesus giving her input in it. And that's we start on Shrove Tuesday, and of course, I people say, "Why did you just do Shrove Tuesday?" Well, Shrove Tuesday really is you know kind of gets overshadowed by Ash Wednesday because on Shrove Tuesday, uh, Pius the Twelve back in nineteen. 19- 58, I think, um, he designated that day the Feast of the Holy Mm Face. And it, it was also a day, Shrove means to absolve. That was a day that people went to confession. Mm. And so that's what prompted me. I, I, I and, and of course it was in you know she she has it in her diary and it just made sense. And the way I opened it up, choosing between two roads, made sense. So I take you from Shove, Shove Tuesday all the way to Divine Mercy Sunday in this format, this beautiful format with beautiful uh, the prayer. But we have in every day, every single day, we have in ta- in a section called in times of suffering. So when you're suffering. What did she say? How did she pray? Um, and so that's there. And I didn't want to make up prayers. I wanted to use her prayers and her meditations, and I did. And it just makes it even more powerful. So that's the first 50 days. Then, um, you know, if you read Ash Wednesday, Cheryl and Jim, Jesus said, You please me most when you meditate on my sorrowful passion. The mm-hmm. contemplation of my painful wounds is of great profit to you, and it brings me great joy he stressed to her that he wanted her and us to focus on his wounds and so and that came through very loud and clear uh, you know in those 50 days in in the stations in her visions and um and he emphasizes you know he, you know he emphasizes that throughout you know when she's suffering he said focus on my wounds and then i find out um that the Constitution of Faustina's congregation recommends to the nuns to ponder frequently the the passion, his redemption, which I thought was, you know, was a surprise to me. And, and then, then you've got Jesus saying to her, you know, in those, those 50 days or 40 days, and then you've got Easter week, um, remember my passion, and if you don't believe my words, at least believe my wounds. And mm-hmm. then he also said, I came down from you uh, from heaven— um, out of love for you, I lived for you. I died for you. I created the heavens for you before the world. I loved you. I made you. My love will never change. And so, and he kept saying, meditate on my wounds. So after the 50 days, which it's not after, but it's there, you have that section, which I, you know, I call it the wound section, but I really title it, um, um, Taking Refuge in the Wounds of Jesus. And I have these incredible prayers and meditations on his wounds. We have, and I, and of course, we have the five wounds, and I have Claire of Assisi, who wrote these beautiful meditations about his five wounds. And, 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 but there was more than five wounds, as you know. He had the wounds on his face, mm-hmm. you know they spat at him, they slapped him, and when he was on the cross, you know, he had the wounds of the crown of thorns, and the blood was coming down on his face, in his eyes, mm-hmm. clotting his eyes where he couldn't even see his mother. Mm-hmm. when he was trying to talk to his mother when he was trying to say something, he had to squint his eyes multiple times because the blood was clotting in his eyes, and mm-hmm. he and he was just blinking and trying to get, you know, his, his vision, so he could see her. So we have the crown of thorns, which is a wound. We have, you know, his face wounds, his precious blood, and we—I found this breathtaking. Litany of Catherine of who had a devotion to the Precious Blood. She wrote this beautiful litany of the Precious Blood. In addition to the official litany that we have of the Church, um, and she, but we, we have that in there. So we have, and then we've got Padre Pio talking about his shoulder wound uh, and how what that was one of the most painful wounds that he that he um, experienced. So so I cover all the wounds, um, and so you have the opportunity to meditate on the wound section. So we have that, and then of course you have Our Lady. Cheryl and Jim, you know, she you know, what role did she play? Well, she was there. You mm-hmm. know, she was there when he was judged. She was there when he was carrying the cross down the, that dusty road. Uh, she was there when they nailed him to the cross. She was there when he, you know, he suffered, then he died. And she was there to take him. In her arms, you know, this is a this is a mother and her son. Um, and you know, I the point was is I just wanted you know to tell people that you know we we want her fate to sustain us now and at the hour of our death. Um, what did she do? You know, this is a mother with her son who was you know who's crucified before her eyes. But she didn't lose faith. Faith. She exercised her faith. And Faustina had, of course, an extremely loving and intimate uh, relationship with the Blessed Mother. And, and in the diary... Um, in order to fulfill God's will, she knew that she needed to stay very close to Our Lady. And so we have a section of Our Lady of Sorrows uh, dedicated to her, Our Lady of Sorrows, a consecration prayer to Our Lady, and um, some other prayers I don't remember off the top of my head. So you have that section. Um, And then we have... you know, I, I don't have all these, this book is so new to me, I have to go to my own table of contents. Well, well um, you know what
1: I noticed also, Susan, uh, one of the chapters is uniting our sufferings with our ladies, and yes. I thought, who else suffered more than Jesus himself but his mother exactly. to watch and witness and be there helpless, knowing that it was God's will. I think for anyone who has lost someone so dear to them, to unite that suffering, with Our Lady, because I think if anyone can give you some comfort and consolation, th- Our Lady
5: can. Exactly, she was at the cross, mm-hmm. and you may be at the cross with her. Mm-hmm. And 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 Jesus tells her how to unite. You know, unite your sufferings with Him. You know, He said. He said that your sufferings have great power before My Father. You your intercessory intercessory suffering you know, is, is a great grace and it, it can, you know, con- that's what she did. She took this suffering and he told her, it converts souls, it sanctifies you. Um it um I'm trying to think off the top of my head, uh the the sufferings have value. The it you know, it's just not something that you you know, that you God ex- takes it and he, he draws good from it and he saves souls. Right. He tells us that um, you know, to her Help me rescue souls through your sufferings and take all your mortifications, your sacrifices, your prayers, your sufferings, and unite them to mine because it has great power before the Father. So, you know, he points out the value of suffering. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, we're talking with Susan Tassoni and her new book, Praying with Jesus and Faustina During Lent and Times of Suffering. It is published by Sophia Institute Press, and that's sophiainstitute.com. But of course, as we just heard, it, it shot to number one on Amazon, so beginning of Lent right now, just a couple days into it, this is a great book to, to, to get and, and make part of your whole Lenten and Easter journey, right up to Divine Mercy Sunday. Uh, Susan, what, what makes this book different from other devotionals that we'll have in Lenten?
5: It's different, um, Jim and Cheryl, because um, it has the combination of Jesus and Faustina, And it has the, uh, it focuses on the passion through the words of Jesus and Faustina. I captured his words about his sorrows and his death. Um, so so that's, what, that's what's different about it. Uh, it's a unique combination, too. You, you can't find anything like this. Plus, we have, like I said, in times of suffering, you know, you she went through everything. Yeah, so that, this is what I like about her, Cheryl and Jim. She suffered emotionally from a terminal illness. She had TB. She had a stigmata and experienced the passion in her body, uh, that but it was invisible. She suffered, um, well, no, she suffered physically from a terminal illness. She suffered emotionally because the sisters didn't believe she was sick and they mm-hmm. thought she was trying to avoid work. And so they made fun of her, they insulted her, they called her dump. She suffered mentally because she was having visions of Jesus and Mary for three years, and she started to doubt herself, and she thought she was really kind of going crazy. Mm-hmm. And then on top of all that, she was given the task from Jesus to spread the message of divine mercy, and she had no idea how she would do that from a convent. And so, she, so I, I really wanted to share with everyone in in that section in times of sufferings that she suffered in all kinds of ways, shapes, and forms like us. And, And Jesus told her how to handle suffering. He was her best teacher. You know, he shared with her the value of it and how your daily work and suffering can be transformed into a sacrifice. For peace in your heart, peace in your family's peace in the world and for the, for the holy souls. And he said to her, join your little sacrifices to my sorrowful passion. The smallest sacrifice finds great value in my eyes. Uh, and then, and then he tells her why meditating on his passion is important to him. Why do you think it's important to him? I guess.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You were asking. Okay, <laughs> uh, you tell us. Is it in the book? Well,
5: um, <laughs> you know, you know. I was thinking. what is the answer it was? It was right in my face. You know, first couple. It was right in my face. Okay. It was he. He took. The past, he took on this passion to emphasize his love for us, mm-hmm. and he wanted to make it very clear how much he loves us, <laughs> that he went to the cross, mm-hmm. every drop of blood you know, drained out of him, right. crucified. And this is, what, this is what I love, what Faustina said, and this is all in the book. She said, you could have saved thousands of worlds with one word. A single sigh from Jesus would have satisfied your justice. But you yourself, Jesus, purely out of love for us, underwent such a terrible passion. Your father's justice would have been propitiated, which means appeased with a single sigh from you. And all your self abasement is solely the work of your mercy and your inconceivable love. Mm-hmm. He wanted to show that the passion was the fullness of his love for us. And that that, you know, we're no accident. Right. we he could have chosen a billion souls but he chose you Cheryl he chose Eugene he chose Everybody that was was listening, and you're one of a kind, there will be never, ever, ever another person like you. God put you here at this time in history to fulfill his special purpose for this generation, and only you can fulfill this mission. No one else can. He chose you to be with him for all eternity. He came to earth to amend Adam's fault, to lift humanity out of sin, and he showed us his love by dying on the cross in the most excruciating way, and excruciating in Latin means from the cross Mm -hmm. so it was purely which just wrap that around your head purely out of love Um, so that's why that's why he emphasizes you know, um, you know, why he wants us to focus on his passion. So he, we, we, so we understand this love. And, you know, I, there was, um, also something that kind of, you know, well, what if you, you know, what if you can't pray because you're suffering, you know, right. you hear that all the time, Well, offer it up in, you know, that in those prayers in times of suffering were uh, meditations were, were not very long because, you know, when you're sick, you're sick, but, but what do you do, you know, when you can't pray, Suffering is prayer, mm. and this is what Faustina shared in, in the book. She said, I was feeling fairly well today, and I was glad that I would be able to make the Holy Hour, but I began to, when I began to make the Holy Hour, my physical suffering intensified, so I wasn't able to pray. When the Holy Hour was over, my sufferings came to an end. And I complained to the Lord that I'd wanted so much to seat myself in his sorrowful passion, but my sufferings had not allowed me to do so. And this is what he said to her. My daughter, know that if I allow you to feel and have a more profound knowledge of my sufferings, that's a grace for me. But when your mind is dimmed and your sufferings are great, it is then you take an active part in my passion, and I'm conforming you more fully to myself.
0: Mm. Beautiful. Well, Susan, unfortunately we're out of time, but God bless you. Susan Dissone, he's been our guest friends, and the book is called Praying with Jesus and Faustina During Lent and Times of Sufferings. A Suffering. It's published by Sophia Institute Press and sophiainstitute.com is their website, also found in all our Catholic bookstores and Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. So a great companion for Lent, and while it's still early, we advise uh, getting your hands on that. So Susan, thank you so much for being with us today. We so much appreciate it every time that you come here to join us.
5: It's always a joy first couple of the domestic church. <laughs> you have a happy lunch.
0: Thank you, Susan. Okay, God, God bless, bless you. you. And friends, you stay where you are. We're going to be right back. Don't go away.
8: Hi, this is Peter Herbeck, host of Fire on the Earth. Heard right here on Domestic <laughs> Church <laughs> Radio every morning, Monday through Friday at 6:45 a.m. <laughs> Join us as we seek to hear the voice of Jesus, who calls each one of us personally to follow him, to share in his life, his mission, and his
7: destiny, and to live the high adventure of Catholic discipleship. I hope you can join us every morning, 6.45 Mm -hmm. a.m., on Domestic Church Radio. God bless you.
5: One year after I graduated Catholic high school, I eloped to Las Vegas, Nevada, My husband was not Catholic, and at the time I didn't really think that it really mattered which church we went to because we all loved God and we all loved Jesus. And that was the start of my journey out of the Catholic Church, where I remained out of the Catholic Church for over 30 years. When I um, started to read the Bible, I could see that our Catholic faith is steeped in Scripture. I could see some of the sacraments in Scripture. I could see some of the liturgy in Scripture. I learned that the Catholic Church was started by Jesus Christ, who gave the authority to Peter, and it has continued in succession down to the present day. And that was the start of my journey home to the Catholic Church.
12: If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today.
0: Have you downloaded the Domestic Church Media app for all your mobile devices? It's free and enables you to stay in touch with Domestic Church Media and all we have to offer. You can tune in to our live broadcast 24-7 as well as listen to our archives and podcasts. And you can even watch our local DCM programs live on our YouTube channel or watch the archive programs all on your phone or tablet. In addition to all things DCM, you'll also have so many other resources right at your fingertips. The free Domestic Church Media mobile app also gives you the daily mass the Liturgy of the Hours, numerous common prayers and novenas, and daily saints of the day. And that's not all. The Domestic Church Media Mobile app also includes the complete catechism of the Catholic Church, the entire Bible, as well as multiple Catholic periodicals (laughs) and newspapers like the National Catholic Register, our Sunday visitor, and so many others. Plus, you'll have access to all our local diocesan newspapers and so much more. Go to your app store today and download the free Domestic Church Media Mobile app. We know you'll love it all right friends well, we're just there There goes, one. There goes the music so Whoop. thanks for being here it's been a great great time we've had fun and uh, thanks to Jim thanks to Susan DeSony, thanks to Deacon Anthony uh, Barbara who's our winner today for, great job uh, name that Catholic tune and uh, I'll be back on Tuesday God willing we'll be back next Friday with have another a, big program
1: have a blessed first full week of Lent God bless you